You're listening to the Grow Further Podcast, dedicated to helping you on your journey to get from where you are now to where you want to be. I'm Chris. And I'm Ellie. And we're your hosts. Grow further with us, starting now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Grow Further Podcast. This is Chris and Ellie. Hello. We're going to jump right in because of how complex and how deep we're going to get into this topic. And Ellie, I'll turn it over to you to share with the group a little bit more about what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So today we're really going to talk about the idea of hope. You know, we've talked a lot about different topics. We talked about resilience and optimism. We've talked about happiness. But one of the things that we haven't, you know, dived into very deeply is the idea of hope and finding hope in the face of challenges or obstacles. Because, you know, Chris, hard times happen. And hope helps us to really not be defined by those hard times, to not be minimized by them, to not not let them um, get us down. And this is so important to talk about because hope, it really helps us weather all kinds of different storms, right? Whether we're in like a rain shower or a sun shower that seems you know, not that detrimental, or we're trying to weather a hurricane. Hope can bring us through all of those moments in our lives, big or small. I just, I love that. Can we just pause for a second on the weather? You know, you do have cloudy days, you have rainy days, but then you have times where a tornado can come through and, you know, really feels like it just rips your life apart. Um, and what I'm hearing from you, Ellie, is like the topic of today really helps us know that there's light at the end of the tunnel, even if it feels really, really dark. Um So yeah, it's about weathering the storms, but I think it's also about something else too, which is general mental health. Agreed. And the role that hope plays when I think about our mental health, the mental health of people all around the world. I mean, there's a lot of research around the impacts of hopelessness on our ability to just move through the day. So Let's talk a little bit about that. What do you say? Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. There's a lot of research, like Chris said, about hopelessness, um, which is defined as the negative attitudes towards an individual's future. And hopelessness is such a huge precursor to more serious conditions like suicide, depression. And, you know, it's so stark to think about the fact that whether you're a parent or a person that has children that they care about in their life, an aunt, a friend of uh, a parent. It's disturbing because one in five adolescents aged 12 to 17 will experience at least one major depressive episode. And I think it's no secret that, um, you know, in this day and age, and I don't know the number right now, but I know that death uh, by suicide is one of the least suicides, one of the leading causes of death. Um, and not to be like super dark, But thinking about hope and combating hopelessness can help us be proactive um, and really help us to combat some of what's going on in society. Some of these challenges, these mental health challenges that many of us face today, or we might know someone um, who's facing something like this today. So this episode, I think, is for anybody, right? It's for Agreed. you if you need to find a little bit of hope out there. It's also for maybe somebody that you know and love that could use a little nudge towards looking for you know, hope yeah. because it's not something that's going to find you necessarily. It's something that we have to actively seek and actively look for. And I think that's why we wanted to talk about it today because there are some specific things that we can do to evoke 
hope in our lives. Yeah. And it's not, it's not ostrich head in the sand, you know, everything's going to be okay kind of hope. Yeah. You know, I think that one of the things that's really important to Ellie and I is remaining wed to reality and that being an important component of optimism. Agreed. But, you know, hope is, hope and optimism um, go hand in hand. And yeah. so I think that this episode also can help us to build optimism in ourselves and each other and people within our community. So, yeah, I mean, I think it could help us grow further. It could in many, many different ways. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I love, um, I love this because hope does live inside of all of us, and it can be unlocked when we need it. And the ease at which we can unlock it really is dependent on the individual, right? It's a, it's dependent not only yeah. on the individual and how intentional we are and how much we practice this intention, but also it can de depend on the circumstances. You know, sometimes when we're faced with that hurricane versus that rainstorm, unlocking the door to hope can be a little bit more difficult. So, you know, I really love this. I'm going to read a quote. It's from Barack Obama's book, The Audacity of Hope. And Barack writes... Hope is that thing inside us that insists, despite all evidence to the contrary, that something better awaits us if we have the courage to reach for it and to work for it and to fight for it. Hope is the belief that destiny will not be written for us, but by us, by the men and women who are not content to settle for the world as it is, who have the courage to remake the world as it should be. Mm -hmm. That gives me chills. Right? Isn't that so powerful? It really does. It's so, so powerful. What stands out to you, Ellie? Well, I think it's just that we are the makers of our own destiny. We are, you know, we have to be actionable and intentional when it comes to hope. It's something worth fighting for. And I think that it's so, it's so important to, to, to use hope as a vehicle to combat those times in your life where like something isn't in check or something feels like it's falling apart, it helps us to remember that not our entire life is falling apart, that there are parts of our life that really have value. There are pieces that are in check and it helps us to remember our self-worth in those times that are super challenging where we might doubt ourselves. Um, and, you know, I think that the message today, Chris, is like, how do we find that hope? How do we find it? How do we reach for it? Knowing that it lives inside each of us, how do we call to it when needed? Yeah, I, I think that's a really great question. So why don't we just get to that? If we talk about the tips for finding hope, right? And just to bring like a moment of levity for a second, I don't know if any of you listening watch Virgin River, but sometimes there's a character named Hope. Sometimes I think about that. Or if you have a friend named Hope, sometimes I think about like finding hope. It's we're not talking about those people. We're actually talking about an emotional state. Um, yeah, anyway. we, we haven't lost anybody. At the, <laughs> uh, there's nobody on the mill cart, and it's it's more so the emotional state of hope. I think that's uh, exactly. That's really I just, need, I just worth to mentioning, say, right? <laughs> I just need to say that because people live in places like Hope Mills, you know. But we're not talking about locations either. We're talking about the emotional state of hope, but. <laughs> Anyway, so to find hope, not on a map, but we're going to give you what we believe to be a little bit of a map towards finding hope, especially in times of darkness and times of change. And remember, this isn't something that maybe is just for you, but maybe something that is a need of somebody that you know and love or, or lead or work with. So one 
way that we can find some hope is to remind yourself of what you're made up made up of all that you're made up of all of the pieces you know i think that that chris this is an important one because sometimes like i said when one thing goes wrong like when someone loses a job when someone loses a relationship or a relationship ends it's so easy to think about that as being everything and as defining us and remembering all of the facets of what you stand for and what make up you as a human being is so important. And I know I've shared this, this before, um, you know, in a previous episode, but when I was struggling with hope, one of the things that my therapist told me to do was to write a list of all of the things that I really appreciate about myself mm-hmm. and all of the ways that I kind of define myself, all of the roles that I play in my life. And to read that list, to add new things to it every day, I had to add five new things every day, but then to read it aloud out every day as well, yeah. just as a reminder of all of the things that I'm not defined by just one thing or one aspect exactly. of my life that might be yeah. in disarray at that point or might be not be perfectly put together at that point. Because it's so easy, right? When you're going through something really, really hard, mm-hmm. it's hard to see anything beyond it. It is. You know, it's almost like like the bomb goes off and there's just dust everywhere. It's just genuinely hard to see. That's an example of an act in order to find hope, right? The act of writing down those things about yourself, the act of reading them aloud. That's pretty powerful, Ellie. That's not, I mean, I would imagine that there were days where you didn't want to do that, (laughs) you know, and just would have rather sat and thought about other things. Definitely. There were days where I, you know, I mean, that's the thing about hopelessness. Hopelessness can be incredibly Mm -hmm. paralyzing. And that's why we need to be intentional about it. And it, you know, we need to continue to exercise this this skill and to bring out this characteristic that is within each of us at varying levels. Because yeah. when you don't exercise it, your brain literally forgets that it exists. It forgets how to access that part of your character. So, you know, it it gets that pathway in your brain gets overgrown by brush and grass and tall grasses. That's very true. And so we need to really make sure that we're doing it often. So you got to keep the road paved. Exactly. You got to keep keep traveling down that road. Got to keep maintaining those rocks. Exactly. Yes. Yep. It's general maintenance. I think that reminding yourself of all you're made of and reminding yourself of some of the things that you've been successful at, some of the things that you do have on lockdown or that are going really well in your life also leads into the next tip that we have, which is oh, yeah, for sure. Create small wins often. And, you know, mm-hmm. those small wins can be as simple as um, you know, small habits like I'm gonna commit to in this time of hopelessness or in this time of struggle, I'm going to commit to making my bed every day. Right. I'm going to commit to calling one friend and connecting to one person uh, on a personal level every day. It should be small and achievable. It should be actionable. It should be something that can easily be uh, attained so that you can, number one, experience some positive emotion. And number two, you can also remember that you have things that you're really good at it's easy to not see those in the times of darkness or change. We can often forget about those things. So creating what I'm hearing from you is like healthy habits. Yeah. A healthy routine or just trying to do something that's small and within your control. Like as soon as you get up in the morning, make your bed. Because even if you have a really terrible day, 
you come back home to a made bed. You know, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, there's nothing better than like that feeling of like getting snuggled in your covers and and looking at the bed and feeling like, wow, that looks great. Something in my something in my life is tidy and neat because sometimes it can feel like life is messy and yeah. um, there can be a lot of hopelessness that results as that uh, or from that. I love this third tip, Chris, and this is something that we've spoken about before, and it's about who you surround yourself by. I think that. There are, and many of you might laugh when you hear this term, but I think that there's energy vampires in our life. Oh, heck yes. That sometimes just literally suck the energy out of us. As soon as they walk into the room, you're like, oh gosh, I just feel part of my soul leaving my body. But when you're around people that do that to you, I don't think that helps us to overcome dark times or see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I think we've mentioned this before. We'll mention it again. If it's true that you really are the average of the five people you surround yourself with, Take a moment and ask yourself, are you spending time with people that lift you up and that add to your life? Are you spending a lot of time with people that subtract from your life and don't necessarily help you be the person that you want to be? So I would say that, you know, a tip to find hope is to surround yourself with people that actually help you have it and guide you towards it that protect your flame, you know, rather than those that I want to blow it out. So that's just, you know. Yeah. Sometimes we don't have control over who we spend the most of our time with, but I'd say that we may have more control than we think in that area. And I think that this is especially true um, in times when your hope is wavering, right? If you have an awareness sure. that someone is an energy vampire or has like a very negative outlook, that may be the person yeah. that you take space from when you're experiencing hopelessness or when you yes. feel like you're about to veer down the path of hopelessness. Um, and, right on. you know, I think that, that that's okay. That's okay to take space. Um, and we would encourage you to take space, especially because your mental health is too important to worry about hurting people's feelings um, and taking some space from those that, that might not be uplifting and might be right. further deteriorating your hope or leading to more hopelessness. You know, Chris, the fourth and final tip is really uh, around uplifting self-talk. So I know that um, there were some things that my grandmother, who's a really huge influence in my life, she uh, and my grandfather used to share with me some of their wisdom nuggets, some of their uh, their little moments or phrases that really would stick mm -hmm. with me. And repeating those or repeating some sort of mantra or affirmation can be really helpful when you're experiencing hopelessness. I know my grandfather, he used to say, you know what? In a hundred years, everything will be just fine. Everything will be okay. In a hundred <laughs> years, everything will be okay. And that it used to make I me laugh that. and it added such levity and it reminded me that no one moment in time is permanent. That's beautiful. I think that I think that many of you that are listening might take a moment to pause and just think if there's anything that someone that took care of you or somebody that you spent a lot of time with, something that they told you that you really think about when you're going through something hard. I think that we can intentionally bring that mantra or that thought or that affirmation like like that, Ellie. You know, we can bring that up in times where we want to get a jolt of hope or a jolt of joy that helps us see beyond what's going on. You know, Ellie, I know that you know this, um, but my grandmother's very sick right now. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that she says, which is keeping me hopeful for the situation, I'm remaining wed to reality, but, you know, it's one thing at a time. And she used to say it in, in, in like her Southern accent, like, one thing at a time, honey. 
<laughs> and I just, I used to think like, whatever, grandma. And I'll call her Baba, by the way. Like, whatever, Baba, that's cool. I would never say that to her. But in my mind, when I was a teenager, like, okay. But now that I'm older and, you know, a mom and a professional and just different. I don't know. I'm just older. It means a lot. It's a small thing, just one thing at a time. But that gives me hope because I can accomplish that one thing. I can't accomplish everything. I think I need Baba's voice to come into my head many times during the day uh, because <laughs> that's really great advice. But, you know, so the message of today is that if you're facing a hard time, a challenge, and you really need to call upon hope to get through that challenge, it lives in you. It can be called upon. You need to be intentional about calling upon it. And some ways that you can are to remind yourself of all you are, create small habits or small wins, be aware of who you surround yourself by, and remember that the way that you talk to yourself can invoke hope. You know, uplifting self-talk and the way you talk to yourself, if you are using hopeful messages, a mantra, an affirmation, a, a quote from a loved one, those can all mm -hmm. help in times when you're experiencing hopelessness. Just something that you have to reach for. Exactly. And I think that that's another theme. And we're hoping that we offered you a few ways to reach for hope when you need it and help others reach for hope when they need it, because it is critical to thriving in the human condition. I genuinely believe that. So between now and next time, we hope that your hope grows just a little bit further. We'll see you back in a couple weeks. Bye, everyone. Take care. This has been a CBS Health production. This episode was produced and edited by Jed Ackerman with digital support from Eva Charbonneau. Listen, follow, and let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Grow Further podcast. See you next time.